Today we're talking with Sophie from Fovely. You may know her also from her work in videotape and Astro Bright. She's a Chicago songwriter, and we had a nice conversation. Hello, and welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here today with Sophie from Fovely. Hey. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Hanging in there. Yeah. Um, we're recording this remotely because we're currently facing a global pandemic, but we're going to listen to some bad songs today, and that'll be fun to do. Is this your first remote recording? It's not, No. Um, I've, I've done it before. Luckily, I'm able to do that. Typically, they're in person. Yeah, usually they're in person. Yeah. Yeah. Great to be able to still, you know, do some projects and record some things. Yeah, absolutely. Home. When did you first start writing music? I didn't start writing my own music until like three years ago, honestly. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I'm, I still feel really new at it. I was in I was involved in music musical projects where I was writing like the lyrics and singing, right. coming up with the vocal parts. So that's kind of what we're going to be hearing today. Yeah, because you you did fiction writing, right? I think I read that. Yeah, I did. Um, I have MFA in fiction, and um, I still write some, but most of my creative energy is now focused in music. Yeah, I did. I majored in creative writing in college. So I did a lot of poetry stuff. But really, a lot of that has not transferred to to lyric writing as well. I mean, not that I consider them the same thing. Um, they feel a little different. But, you know, obviously, there's a lot of overlap. It's the same uh, section of the brain, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so have you played an instrument from a young age? Or was that a later in life thing? As well? I played a little bit. I played I grew up I started off playing cello. And oh, cool, which I didn't do for very long because I quit that to do jazz band in middle school. I played saxophone, and I think that all of the girls collectively left band at the same time because <laughs> <laughs> I remember feeling like I kind of really like this, but I wanted to take an acting class, I wanted to do like theater. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what I started doing in ninth grade. Did you do musical theater or just like all all theater? I, I was in a couple musicals in high school, or sorry, in middle school, but I couldn't. Um, when I when it like came time to audition, I I got so scared that I had no voice, and I just would be like, I guess it's... <laughs> so I, I had like I had like one line. <laughs> that that's sweet. Like you wanted to do it, but then you were like, I don't know. I wanted to do it so badly, and I just. I, I literally had no voice. I could not bring myself to sing "Happy Birthday" in front of Mrs. Patton. And now, and now you sing on stage. So it's taken a long time to get there. What was that process like for you? Did you take voice lessons? Did you just did you karaoke a lot? I I started like dabbling with acoustic guitar, um, but really like the I guess like really getting to writing my own music. I I sang in videotape this band for a few years and I really loved those guys. I love that band. We ended up breaking up, but we're going to hear one of the very first renditions of a videotape song today. When that was kind of coming to an end, I thought, okay, that's like, that's going to be it musically for me. I'm going to focus my energy on other things mm -hmm. and on writing. But then I ended up joining a band called Astro Bright. Scott from Astro Bright was like teaching me guitar parts to play in his songs. Um, and I was singing a little bit, 
this is back in 2015, we did like a little Japan tour and I just really got the bug and Scott sort of encouraged me to, I just didn't ever think that I could write my own songs, that I like had the capability of doing this. And he was like, you can just write a song with like three chords. It's, and it's enough. Um, Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And eventually, (laughs) eventually I got there, but it took me a long time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've written songs since like middle school, but it's only recently that I have a full band for my own music. I've been, you know, been in a lot of other people's bands mm-hmm. um, where they were the songwriters. And I think it took me a long time also to feel like, oh, you know, like my songs deserve a band or like I, I can like have my own project. You know, I, I don't have to just be a support person in other people's projects. Not that I'm against doing that. I love doing that as well. But, yeah. you know. Only in the past few years have I felt like, oh, yeah, like, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. I, I wish I had that confidence earlier on, but it just, I just didn't. It's hard. Yeah, it's a journey. Yeah, and even, like, when I started writing Fovely songs, I never had the intention of having a band because I was like, nobody's going to spend time doing that. You know, just one thing leads to another, and it builds, so... And then the first people that played, like, were not invested at all. And I'm sure you know how that goes. Like, you have to have people that care. Right. That care and, like, understand what you want to do with the music. I think the people that play in my band now sort of have, like, an intuitive sense of what my songs are about and, like, what the music that I'm writing is like going for in a full band sense and I don't have to like spend a lot of time trying to convey that or explain it to them they just sort of like get it which is magical like that's the magic part of having a band where you're all collectively deciding all right this is what it's going to sound like and it's a lot of talking to each other instrumentally but not really like with the words which it can be hard to express for me yeah it yeah that's very true I I struggle especially when it comes to communicating what I want drums to sound like yeah, me too. <laughs> Even when I, every once in a while, I'll be like, just get up, let me sit down for a second. And then I'm like, oh my God, I can't even pretend to play like what I no. think it should sound like. And then I'll try to give like a vocal. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, me too. I'm like, maybe if it's more like, ba-dum, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a beatboxer. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 But yeah, being able to, like now my band they're so great with just getting getting the overall sound and the vision and that's awesome it's nice not to be like having too much of a push and pull because I think some of the the guys I've played with in the past were like oh this needs you need to speed this up you need to be more rocking like this needs to be it's too slow Mm -hmm. and that was not the right path (laughs) Because right. I went down that for a second and it didn't work out very well. <laughs> yeah. But now here you are. Yes. With a <laughs> band doing your thing. I mean, doing your thing as much as you can. Yeah. Doing your thing right now during a pandemic. Yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been weird to... I, I can't wait to get back and play again. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me too. It's like... I mean, it's about the shows, but... E- even for me, it's just about practice. Like, yeah. I'm like, I wish I could just practice. <laughs> I know. But, you know, my band is a six piece and we can't, we can't do that. I know, the things you take for granted. Exactly. Well, let's listen to the first song that you have for us. You want to talk about it a little bit before we listen? No, let's, let's just jump in and <laughs> I'll tell you about yeah, it after. Right. Okay, great. 
only going to be me singing, by the way. This is a song about Ned Kelly, an Australian bush ranger. I did like a study abroad program in Australia, and I went to one of the prisons, if I can remember correctly, where they housed Ned Kelly. Um, he's like an outlaw, gang leader, and convicted police murderer. <laughs> and um, at the time, I had connected with my my friend. Uh, well, I actually didn't even know him at the time. I met AJ on Craigslist. Looking, he was in Chicago looking for. A singer of his band, and my my roommate Caitlin was getting. She was like entering into acting. She was getting acting gigs on Craigslist, and I was like, "Oh well, let me see if I can get uh, something with music and on Craigslist." <laughs> so I connected with eight. <laughs> I connected with AJ, and he would send me little demos, and I would try putting. Um, I would sing over them, and this was one of the first things that we did. And it's like, I, I, it's it's just so bad. It's the music, his music. He's I, the great thing is, videotape <laughs> went on to make some really, um, at least one record that I'm really proud of. And it sounds nothing like like this at all. It's like kind uh-huh. of um, shoegazy and dream pop focused. Oh yeah, um, that's not at all what this sounds not like. Not no, nothing like what this is. Um, this was a little trial and error, but I think we did. I don't think we ever played, we like, this never made it anywhere. Um, But I do, like, when we all connected and a band was formed in Chicago when I got back, we did, like, try the song a few times. But yeah, I just remember, like, reading about this guy. I don't, I I don't really remember much about it. It was funny digging through these emails to find these songs. It really made me feel Mm. nostalgic. It's just so silly. And I think that's, like, the thing about songwriting. It takes a while to find out what you want to say and like to learn how you yeah. want to say it. And I didn't have any of those skills at all. So I was like, let me write about a topic that is completely unrelated to myself or anybody I know. It has like no um, heart or soul or feeling at all. It's just a really right. random story. <laughs> it's really embarrassing, but hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, it's, it's also very like, I know it's like a real person, but very like, I guess MFA of you <laughs> to write to write a story. Yeah, I don't even like. I guess I feel like that's even too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird. It almost it almost reminds me of like an old country ballad or something. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, so when did when did you join Videotape? So that would have been in like 2009, 2010, maybe. We put out a couple a couple EPs and an album, and Underwater Weather is one that we ended off ended with, and I still mm-hmm. really love it. That's we, great. We we uh we got a lot better as a group <laughs> yeah. along along the way. Yeah, I also I love the Craigslist meeting. I think piece of it. I think that like speaks to the time. <laughs> I guess totally. I mean, same, like I also there were people I met on Craigslist. One friend in particular who I'm. I mean, we're still friends. I haven't seen him in a minute, but like he had moved here from. Uh, the UK and was just offering free recording services because he couldn't legally work and so he like recorded some of my music and then he joined a band I was in and it was all through Craigslist yeah now that sounds (laughs) like it's very funny it sounds kind of um, creepy and weird and but right it was you know what I don't think I ever would have really gotten into the Chicago's music scene without that really random connection Um, totally I guess I don't really know but when I was in Australia I was really lonely and I would just like go do things by myself a lot and the the Ned Kelly museum was one of them I guess yeah how long were you in Australia about I think five months oh wow was it was it a study abroad it was yeah I was at Monash University which is um like a little bit outside of Melbourne um Mm -hmm. it was like a 40 minute train ride so I felt kind of isolated yeah that makes sense um, okay, you have one more song for us to listen to here. Do you want to talk about that before we dive in, or do you just want to start listening? Sure. Um, this one is, this one's, I think, even more embarrassing. Um, <laughs> this is my, my friend Nick Lombardo, who was doing, like, he was, like, I guess getting into, like, producing and making beats and shit. And he was like, oh, can mm-hmm. you come sing on a couple songs I have? It was for no, I think it was not really for any purpose at all. He just put them on SoundCloud. Just even everything about it is bad. Um, what I did to it, at least, he's fine. <laughs> I don't mean to make, I'm not making fun of anybody but myself. But I like, I'm like singing out of key. I, the lyrics are like just random stream of consciousness, which is fine. That's typically what I do. But it's just this example. It's just so bad. So <laughs> it sounds like a dance song nightmare. Well, let's give it, let's, let's give it a listen. Okay. are so cheesy <laughs> and meaningless too. 
gist of it. I don't think the song really goes anywhere. <laughs> it's fun. I don't know. It's like silly in a fun way, I think. example of just not having like the skills to know how to communicate certain feelings <laughs> musically. Right. For sure. I mean, I think, you know, like with a lot of these older songs that people share, a lot of it's like experimentation to find like your voice, like experimentation like genre-wise mm -hmm. uh, and also just like songwriting wise you know you tried a couple of things they didn't feel like the right fit for you yeah yeah and this this whole that whole project we did a few songs um together and they never never you know there was no like playing them live or anything thank god <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's like that def that feels like very much not my wheelhouse at all right whatever that you would call that genre Right. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like sort of uh, 80s new wave dance track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's, I, I had completely forgotten about both of these. And um, I was like digging around through old emails. I was actually looking for something completely different that I couldn't find. And when I was looking, I came across. Um, these little gems and I, and I was mm -hmm. I was so happy that I still had them because yeah I don't know they, they still exist somewhere <laughs> for sure um I, you you know you've touched on this obviously throughout the episode but what would you say are the major things that have like changed about your songwriting process or things you've you've learned along the way and how do you typically write songs I um, guess do you start with lyrics do you start with melody I I, I never start with lyrics, actually. Primarily, I would say it's just about following intuition and developing confidence and knowing that it doesn't have to be overly complicated. So I typically write, I'll just um, follow a, a chord progression, typically, and hum a melody until it becomes something. Um, and then I usually just let words fall into place. I, I, I always think it's nice to let to kind of like open yourself up to letting it become something that you don't really necessarily control. Um, like I would never say this song is going to be about X, Y, and Z. It's just let, let me let the song tell me what it's going to be about. <laughs> my husband asked me recently, he's like, do you, he asked me like, do you like talk about the meaning of songs with the band? And I'm like, sometimes I'm not even sure what a song means until a certain point. And it's kind of a nice way to relinquish control and let it have some like, I don't know, does that make I'm sure that makes sense to you. It, it absolutely makes sense. I mean, like, yeah, a lot of my songs are really personal also. And a lot of them I just write and then sometimes I don't realize what they mean or what I'm really writing about until like, I don't know, even a year later, years later, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's uh, kind of magical. Yeah. Yeah, it's part it's part of what I love about the songwriting process. Yeah, I think that's why these songs are so bad because there's no intuition following. It's like let it, it's like deciding it's going to be this and then making it mm -hmm. that and not having any like 
openness to let it be something else, I guess. It's a, it's a weird, it can be a kind of a mystical process, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do feel like somewhat limited because I play guitar, but I don't have any like music theory background. I wish I played piano. That was my first instrument. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I have some music theory background too, but I really, I'm slow at like sight reading and I don't really know that much music theory. I'm really more of like a learn by ear Mm -hmm. listening type of, type of musician. So I do sometimes wish I had more of that vocabulary to like convey certain things to my band. Sometimes they're like, what key is this in? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, (laughs) sorry. I'm so sorry. So I feel bad, but also, I don't know, maybe someday. Yeah, no, that's okay. It's, it's not necessary. And I'm, I'm, I feel okay about that. I think it, t- it took me a while to feel worthy of not having a certain set of knowledge, but doing, making music anyway. Yeah. Um, especially, Same. In, especially in videotape when we would sound check and I'd be like, oh, I'm just singing. And I felt so like, like I wasn't worthy of being in a band or with, with other musicians or I would, I would just, I was just so intimidated. Yeah. I think that's really a thing for some people, especially like the just singing sort of people. I mean, I remember reading Mandy Moore is now like back with, with music and, you know, she had that terrible relationship, um, with editor's note here. I was trying to think of Ryan Adams. She said that one thing that really made her stop making music was that her partner was like, oh, you are not a real musician because you're only singing. Like, you're not a real songwriter because you're only singing. And which is ridiculous because the voice is an instrument. Like, (laughs) singing is a talent, you know? (laughs) Like, songwriting is a talent. It's it's just very strange. And it's hard. Right. It's very, I know, it's not an easy thing. So it's very strange to me that that is, like, looked down on. Yeah, I remember when I, when I started playing with Astrobrite, this guy said to me something like, oh, good, now you have something to do with your hands. And I'm like, who? Who says that? <laughs> right. I was like, kind of creeped out and insulted. And I was like, why do you care what I'm doing with my hands? Right. That's bizarre. I mean, I like, you know, I was in the curls for a while. I loved only singing in that, in that band because I got to dance around and move my body. Yeah. Before that, I had really been in a lot of bands where I was playing keyboard and I was very tied to it and couldn't move around a lot. Now with Esther, I can, you know, even playing guitar, I can like move around a lot. Mm-hmm. But when you're just playing a keyboard, it's a little bit, a little bit harder to yeah, travel on stage. That's very true. Um, but it's, you know, it's fun. I don't know. Yeah. Now I would feel um, totally okay with it. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> So it'd be kind of kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like in videotape, I would just uh, like hop on my bike and go to shows. I know. <laughs> I, had no, <laughs> I had no gear. Nothing to carry, no amp. Right. <laughs> right. But it's worth it to have. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I will. I will love having to carry my amp again once we can start going to practices and shows. Me too. Can't wait. Can't wait to lug all my gear around. I know. It's. You know, what a privilege. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are some things you've been listening to lately that you've been digging or that have been inspiring you? Um, man, inspiring. I, we just, my husband and I just watched the um, John Prine Tiny Desk concert. Oh my God. It's like so incredible. I hope I can play music when, when I'm that age. You know, I hope I can. I'm sure. 
yeah, we listened to like a lot of outlaw country in the apartment on the record player. Um, I love Orville Peck for like some modern. Yeah. Um, I really love what he's doing with like combining pop and a little bit of that like twang. Um, I've even heard Shoegaze, which I don't, I don't really think, I don't know about that, but um, Half Wave just put out a really lovely new album. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. I love Half Wave. She did a um, really nice um, Instagram live the other day just playing piano. Oh, cool. So beautiful. I'm also really liking um, Waxahachie's new album. Yes. St. Cloud. Um, and she and Kevin Morby do really nice little acoustic Instagram live sessions, which have been really nice to watch. It's funny how that's just become the way of playing music in this <laughs> pandemic era is Instagram live. I know. But it's, it's so strange. It's, been a, it's actually been a really nice way to connect. Are you, are you, sure. you going to do any? Um, I did one a couple weeks ago, like the day my album came out. I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to like plan ahead for one um, at some point because why not? I don't know. It's fun. At first I was really against it just for myself personally. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, this is going to last months. So right. um, that's, that's going to be about the extent of performing and connecting with people over music for some time. So I'm glad I yeah. got kind of got over it. Um, cause it is for sure. It, it, I felt more nervous doing that than like actually playing a, a show. <laughs> it's weird. Cause you're like, I mean, for me with my phone set up to do Instagram live, you're like staring at yourself and then also seeing people's like messages come in. I don't know. It was very disconcerting. I was like totally sober in my apartment with the lights on yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at a video of myself while, while I played. I don't know how I felt. I know, it, but I'm going to definitely it uncomfortable, but um, I, I, yeah. it surprised me how much I felt like a genuine connection. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't really expecting me that. Me too. So that was kind of nice. Great. We'll see how long this lasts, how many Instagram lives we end up doing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a lot. Who knows? Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so fun and such a good idea. Such a fun idea. Thank you. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Shadows of the night And Hey, thanks for listening. You can find Fovely's music on the internet, everywhere you find music, and you can find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you're liking the podcast, we'd love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, uh, share it with a friend, share it on social media. All of these things help us out. If you are a songwriter who's interested in being on the podcast, you can email me at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. Hope you're staying safe out there, and we'll catch you next time. All this running around.